Hey, lifers, happy new year and welcome to an episode or another episode in another year. And we're so grateful of Because Life Can Be a Niche podcast. Thank you for joining us and riding with us. Thank you for coming in the living room and talking about life because that's what we do. We talk about life, everything that happens in life because life can be a niche. And we know that to be true. And so, but we are so grateful to see 2021 and to be walking into a new season and walking on a, a new path and a new journey. I'm so grateful to have a special guest, a mompreneur in the house with me. And I'm just happy, excited to get started. So I'm going to be real quick because you know how we do. If you're listening to us, wherever you get your podcast, thank you so much for listening. Please take an opportunity to watch us on the YouTube channel because, hey, we need some subscribers over there. I mean, like really, really need some subscribers. So go on over there and hit the subscribe button. It's free. It's just a quick click and you can see what we're talking about and rather and just listen to it. And for those of you who are watching us on the YouTube channel, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't subscribed, do that. If you haven't shared, do that too. And make sure that you tell everybody about us. If there are topics that you want to talk about, now's the place, now's the time. Drop in the comments and let us know what you want to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, as always, you guys know I'm a tea lover. I love coffee too, but tea is my thing. And always we have a tea of the episode. We usually do. And I'm excited because I got a new tea in the house. Um, this is not a tea cup. This is my cup. This is because life can be a niche cup. And my tea is, um, oh, it smells so good, y'all. It's called the wedding tea. Mm-hmm. And it is so, so, so fabulous. It is um, roses and, and um, vanilla. And it is just, it's a white tea. But if you can see that, just, and I told you guys, I love my loose leaf teas. This is, I can't wait to try this. I'm going to try it tonight. I'm not going to drink it now. I usually do. But since I've got my guest, you know, I'm going to make sure that she has her teacup too. We'll talk about um, her, what she's sipping on too. But then anyway, it's called um, a, a wedding, a tea for marriage. Huh. Y'all heard that, didn't you? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a divorced mom of boys, but hey, if I can just, maybe I need to be sipping on this tea. Maybe I won't be divorced for long, y'all. Look at this. A tea for marriage. I didn't even know they made that. I didn't even know there was a wedding tea, but I got one now. Anyway, let's go ahead and get on started with the show. Welcome to you, my mompreneur, my longtime girlfriend of forever. Um, can't wait to for you guys to meet her and to talk to her. Uh, Jamelia Johnson, Jay Johnson Realtor Group. We are just so grateful to have you in the house, in the living room today to talk to us. We have been talking about new, and this is a perfect time. Um, to have you on the show because there's there's some newness that you're walking into that I think you were really the words of wisdom that you can share about being a mompreneur and what that means and also um, what it means for those of us who are still out here in this corporate career world to have multiple streams of income. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I, I know you got your cup. Hold up your cup. Let me see what you're oh sipping God. on. I have my cup. All right, all right. We got us some tea. Look, I could have poured my tea up. In fact, we could have been sipping together. But I'm gonna. It's I'm right. Gonna be professional. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try not to drink my tea okay. on the show. 
I'm gonna wait because I really want to. I really want to savor this tea because when they said, you know, a tea for marriage, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pass this around to some of my friends. (laughs) Maybe maybe all we needed was the tea, y'all. Maybe, maybe, maybe Maybe the tea is the answer to marriage. There might might be in the tea. We're gonna find out. But Mm -hmm. in the meantime, in between time, um, I wanted to talk to you because. I've always uh, been a proponent of the STEAM education and and STEM or STEAM, whatever you may have in your school. And that is something that you pursued before it really became popular for women to be into the tech industry and the IT industry, but also um, a woman of color as well. And so... Tell us a little bit about your daytime, your real daytime gig, and then we'll talk about, you know, what transpired to to move you and to transition you into multiple streams of income. Okay. Um, well, I I was I went to Georgia Southern, and I was a um, information systems major. And coming out of high school in our small high school, you know, everybody was telling us that computer science, computers was, you know, the way to go as far as making money and everything. So I did that. I, I um, went to Georgia Southern as a computer science major, found out that that wasn't quite the technical parts of computers that I wanted to go down path. So I went to the programming side. So um, with that, I have been a analyst for, I was an analyst for 15 years, a data analyst. So anything about data, I was able to go in and massage, figure out, um, you know, run statistics. And now I'm on the product side of computers, um, product side of the software for our clients. So, you know, that's kind of how I got started in computer science, computer, um, or even STEM. Back then it wasn't STEM or STEAM. So that's basically how I got started um, with that genre of of, um, of a career. What, um, and because we went to the same high school. So yes, we're from a small town, uh, definitely. And you <laughs> said that uh, computer science really wasn't it. What was it that you noticed in terms of what, what was it that made you change over? Um. Initially, it was more so the technical part, the computer science, that technical part was C++, the C++ class. And I just could not figure out that coding. I understood the general overall concept of C++, but then deep diving into it, I was like, I really don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in my sophomore year of college and I called my mom crying. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So we mm-hmm. prayed because I, you know, I'm from a praying background and my mother is too. So she made me pray. We prayed on the phone and I changed my major to business with information systems. Mm-hmm. And when I got over there, it just felt like home. I understood Java. I understood COBOL. I was thriving in those um, classes. Um, but I just, you know, I know a lot of people go to computer science and it just, it's just an automatic click for them. It just wasn't for me. And I, and I, you know, I did two classes of C++ and that's that last class. I was like, 
I'm gonna take this D for done. <laughs> I am going. I'm going to this business class, this business department, and I'm, I'm. You know, it just didn't make sense to get to get a a degree that I knew that I didn't want to pursue a career in. Right. So, you know, that that's how I switched from computer science to information systems, and it, it just still yeah, tech. Yeah, it, it's still right. technical. Because mm-hmm. um, as an analyst, you know, I did programming for 15 years, um, right. you know, having to go in and analyze data, different pieces of data everywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still technical. You know, right. uh, some parts of computer networking, computer science involves, um, you know, taking apart computers. And I think some I know I know some of my friends think I can they can just call me to troubleshoot their computer. I'm like, I'm not computer desktop support. No, right. I, I call this computer desktop support. <laughs> oh, I'm like, if you want me to load in some data and figure out some data, right. I got you. Right. Not, I cannot tell you how to hook up your computer. I cannot tell you anything. Re- nothing. And, and everybody does that. I, everybody because does that. I work for a company. It's a computer, a well-known computer company. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people assume just because you mm-hmm. work there. Like I'm Mm-mm. in communications. I don't have anything to do with any reason why your computer is going wrong. Yeah, I <laughs> pick up the phone me. just like you and I call the right. tech support number. Just exactly. like you. I'm like, hey, they, they got people who help me, but yeah, they're people, they people for that work for an IT company, they automatically assume like, mm, hey, you work in computers? No, mm, not, not, this, not, not quite. Exactly. No. I can give you the number to support. <laughs> Exactly. That is exactly right. So now what do you say to young women, especially young, young, because you have a daughter. So what do you say to, um, to black girls who are considering like you're teetering on majoring? So if, if your path is college, what do you say to them? What, what's your piece of advice about the tech industry or the STEM industry? Um, definitely find a mentor. Um, one thing that I mentioned to my husband and a few of my, my girlfriends is that um, in addition to having a daughter, I have two sons, um, is the idea of nurturing their interests. You know, you know, right now, one of my oldest, my oldest is into, I think, more of the technical steam part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I won't say it's a curriculum, but I've come up with ideas on how to nurture those things. So if somebody's interested in in STEAM or STEM, definitely understand what they're interested in. You know, I, like I said, I could have saved myself a year of school and, you know, had I recognized or understood that there were different paths to STEAM, computer science, com- you know, being majoring in computers. Um, definitely understanding what you want to do or figuring out what you want to do with that I, you know, far enough in advance before you get down a path, like, you're like, uh, I really don't like this. So, you know, definitely trying to get involved with different organizations that perhaps may have mentors that, you know, you can talk with, um, having people come, you know, do Zooms. Of course, in this COVID world, Zooms are the most popular way to, to have a platform to talk with, you know, professionals in the industry that you're looking into. So definitely, I would tell um, anybody that's considering, you know, a career in STEAM or STEM, um, 
to, you know, just to do your research. It's a lot of information out here. Um, and, you know, I know everybody tells people that computer science is, you know, a lot of money and it can be, but, you know, I guess I'm at the age where a lot of money versus peace of mind and just, just being at peace and loving a passion for what you do is, is, you know, it's different right now. Right. Exactly. And, and you said something so important about a mentor and having that. I think that's something that uh, even in my career and, and, and friends, I've seen that it's really the key in, in addition to working hard and knowing and going in, knowing your stuff and networking. Then once you get there, once you've gotten the job and you're there, you really need a mentor to help to really take you to where you need to go. You'll go faster. You can get there on your own, but you definitely go faster with a mentor in place. So that's important. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yep. Now let's talk about multiple streams of income and where the mompreneur came in, because this is really where I've seen you just really grow and blossom from just a little bit here and there to now you're hitting it like really going gangbusters on your additional stream of income. So tell me how that, what made you say, you know what, I've got a great career. I enjoy what I do, but let me have something else going on too. Well, they came about, well, let me back up. So I've always wanted to be involved in real estate. Um, every time I would, you know, go to um, different um, intro you know, intro meetings or whatever, something always came up. I think the first time I found out I was pregnant with DJ and then, mm-hmm. I, you know, got got to the point where I'm like, okay, let's try this again. Then I found out I was pregnant with Bryce. Then at that point, I was just like, you know what, forget it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was just, I recognized that early on in this world, in order to have the type of success, wealth, that I would like for my family, that it, was, it wasn't just gonna come with a regular nine to five. And quite honestly, with the nine to five um, in the industry, in, where, in the industry that I work with, it's more than nine to five sometimes. And I couldn't depend on somebody else to sustain my family, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I've seen layoffs with the company I work with, I've seen, you know, just different scenarios where, you know, you've given your all and then, you know, you've given your all 40, you know, years and years. And then that one time you make a mistake and then they're like, you know, ready to, you know, cut ties from you. So I was, you know, it was just more so <clears throat> I finally was like, okay, I'm definitely not having any more kids after the little girl came. So let's try this again. <laughs> and and um, I actually, my realtor at the time, we were selling our house. And I guess I was just asking so many questions. And I was just doing this and suggesting this and that. She was like, why don't you just become a realtor? I don't know if it was more of me getting on her nerves or she saw something <laughs> in me. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw something in me that was like, well, you know, you have a passion for this. And I remember one time when we were out looking, 
Um, it wasn't a house we wanted to purchase, but we sat at that house for several minutes, like at least 20 minutes, just talking about me becoming a realtor. And she was just encouraging me to just mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. um, so um, after we purchased our house that summer, I just did it. I looked up some online courses. I prayed about it. I, um, during the summertime, my, my job, my not regular nine to five job isn't as busy. So I prayed that, you know, I would have time during the day to study. So I would get up early in the morning, which is not an easy task for me. But <laughs> um, I would get up early in the morning. I would do my online courses. I would study everywhere I went. I had my note cards where I was at a dance practice or taking the boys somewhere. I always had my note cards. I was always studying, you know, it, and I just did it. And then August 16th, I passed my test of 2018. Mm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So that's been a minute. Um, 2018. Yeah. It's been two, yeah. a little bit over two so years. From yeah. that moment, walk us through when, when you passed the test to how you started and where you are today. So I passed the test and one thing that they don't tell you um, about be becoming a realtor is that the test is basically the laws, the Georgia laws and, you know, real estate laws. So it doesn't really teach you how to be a realtor. So it's important to find a broker who's going to have the training and um, uh, mentorship, you know, needed to to become a, a effect, an effective realtor. Um, and then with having a nine to five, for me, it was difficult initially with my first broker um, for me to get what I needed um, as far as training, because a lot of their training courses, of course, you know, this was pre-COVID, COVID, so a lot of their training was during the day and I just couldn't, you know, initially I was trying to take off, you know, a half hour, a half a day here and there. And it just wasn't working. So, you know, eventually um, I had to switch brokers, but just a step back. So my first transaction was with a relative um, and we went through, I, I think I went through a lot of emotions or a lot of different transactions within that transaction. Um, and it was kind of like a stumbling block or a stumbling type experience, not a block. Um, and then I didn't have my first closing until that following April. And it came from one of my son's teachers um, who reached out to me. And, you know, I don't know if it was just like my mindset of not fully, under, like I said, understanding the process of becoming a realtor. I just assumed that, you know, things would just start happening over time. Um, but it wasn't, you know, happening, happening as immediately as I thought it would be. And what I ended up doing actually this past summer um, was just, I, I had to have surgery. So during that time, I took out time to, you know, as I was sitting there, there was nothing really else to do. So I watched TV and, you know, sit there. So during that time, I, you know, I really focused on my marketing strategy and my lead generation. And um, since that time, I have closed um, five deals. So um, it's just, you know, it's, it's been a learning process and um, I switched brokers to something that was more, worked better with my 
my schedule, um, more of a, a virtual setup. Of course, everything is virtual now with COVID. Um, but this this particular brokerage, you know, has a, everything is online. So all training is online. I can reach, you know, I can reach out to corporate online, um, virtually and everything. So it's, you know, just basically finding what worked for my for my setup, my lifestyle right now. Um, and then, um, you know, using that and reaching out and watching YouTube videos on how to, you know, market social via social media, how to market. Um, because I, I mean, honestly, with a nine to five, I can't really be out meeting people in the streets and stuff. Of course, now with COVID, nobody really want to talk to you in these streets, in these COVID mm-hmm. streets. Um, so it's, you know, just trying to meet people where they are looking for people who are, you know, actively looking to purchase a home and then, you know, reaching out to them. So that's basically what has been going on since 2018. Um, like I said, I had a few, um, kind of experiences as, you know, (laughs) I learned as we went along, but I feel more confident now. Um, you know, when I do talk to a potential client, I feel more confident in my ability to be a, you know, an effective realtor. That, that makes perfect sense. Now, can you elaborate on what you learned when you had those stumbling blocks or those experiences? Is it because you, the first one was with family and sometimes that's, that's close for comfort when it's family or... Um, yeah, with family, it is because you have to take out the emotional part. It was a um, my first transaction w- was with a close family member. And, you know, you have to figure out, um, you know, not be that big sister, big cousin situation. You're the realtor. Um, and that had to do with it. And then I really feel like it was more so of me not really knowing what I was doing at the time and you know and he was patient we both were patient with each other but you know to be honest you know I learned a lot from that transaction because you know I learned how to to present an offer and I learned how to do this and that and you know also during that time um, I remember my first time putting an offer I'm getting ready to put in the offer I did have a mentor with the broker I was with my initial broker I was with but um I don't, I, I won't say they weren't available, accessible, but I had a lot going on. My, my father-in-law had passed. It was, you know, I was trying to put um, an offer in and get my family ready to go to Mississippi. It, it was just a lot going on um, mm-hmm. during that time period. So, you know, learning how to, to be an effective realtor when life is happening, you know, um, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to deal with that because I mean, life is going to happen for you. Your client, life happens with you. You, you may. I've had moments where I've, I've had to have, you know, one of my kids with me to show a house. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my daughter, she thinks she's my assistant and thinks she should be paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, learning that it's okay. You can still be professional and still be mom, still be an entrepreneur, still have to do life. And, you know, and one thing I do tell my clients up front, whether whether they're family or not, is you may see one of my kids with with me one day. 
that's right. just the reality of you know life it is um, it's it better is. now with COVID because my mom is here um but you know anytime before then you know if they were in school if I got a call saying I needed to pick them up because they were sick or you know or somebody was at a you know a practice and somebody called and said they need wanted to look one of my clients called and said they wanted to look at a house we all come right <laughs> That's, you know, talk about that. I mean, because, I mean, you are unapologetically a mompreneur. And and that is is up front. Have you received any pushback or has anybody been like, oh, your kid, you know, has anyone been put off by that? Are people pretty understanding of that now because of the world we are living in? What have Um, you seen? Most of all, well, actually, all of my clients are understanding. Um, I don't think I've had any client that didn't have kids. And like I say, you know, I tell them upfront. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids may <laughs> during our consultation I always give a, a free consultation, mm-hmm. and you may see my kids. And I've had zooms where one or two, or if not all three, will pop in on the zoom, and I just introduce them to my clients because they're going to see them. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things about being a realtor is one of the things that to pique my interest was the flexibility. And um, like you mentioned, I'm unapologetically a mom first and foremost. And I'm, you know, I want a career where I can feel like I can be mommy first and then I can do my career and I can still make their dance um, recitals. I can still make their baseball games, their soccer games. Um, you know, I can still be there and then also, you know, have, do my passion of helping people find their homes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nobody's giving pushback. If anything, I've had a couple of clients trying to give my kids gifts at their closing. I'm like, they can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm your realtor, not them. They're not my They're like, hey, it's a family business. You think right. Because, <laughs> you know, my oh, daughter. that is too cute. Yeah, my that daughter is- will fall in love with me and say, am I going to get paid for this? <laughs> like, you were getting a ride home. <laughs> right. You're not even exactly. so you might, you might get a, a stop at your favorite fast food place. And that's going what I we, we can swing through Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, No. That's it. What do you, that's, that's important though. Do your children, because they see you building a business mm-hmm. in addition to everything else. What is that? Have you noticed that it's affected them or has it peaked something in them that maybe you didn't see? I, I have noticed um, it and it has because um, I would say maybe, maybe a year ago, uh, my middle child was selling my house to my daughter. He was walking through the house, pointing out different things, like he was the realtor. <laughs> and I was like, are you selling the house with us in it? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, the fact that they see me and I tell them all the time, you know, you are going to work in this business. You don't necessarily, this does not have to be your career, but you're going to learn real estate. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And I would love for them all to get their license, um, especially before they go out to, you know, go out to college, because that could be a source of income for them. Right. Um, and, it, you know, I love the fact that 
like I just I tell everybody my my daughter is a boss be just because of her attitude her just whole demeanor her whole personality I don't even see her working for anybody else and making it because she is so bossy <laughs> but <laughs> you know and I can tell she she is about business I can tell that you know I watch them all and I can tell that they you know they watch me and they see, you know, they understand when I grab my laptop or whatever, I'm getting ready to go show a house. And, you know, they'll, my oldest, he'll, you know, grab my, my laptop bag and put it in the car for me. And, you know, they just make sure I have everything I need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, I, I really see that they understand the importance of, um, I, at least I hope they understand the importance of multiple streams. I know they don't quite grasp it right now, right. but but yeah, I, you know, I see that coming forth with them. And you know, like I say, I want them to have an idea of how real estate works, how important it is for multiple streams, how important it is for, you know, real estate investing right. um, for them. Right, exactly. Now, in terms of that and, and the balance, because you mentioned that it gives you a lot of flexibility, how is it? Um, having a, a full-time job in a, in a tech in, in the tech industry, which is, which can be demanding. And then um, having this multiple stream of income, which also may require your evenings once you get off of the nine to five or eight to six or whatever it is, how, how do you, how do you balance that? Um, it, it is a balancing act. Um of course, I do my nine to five. I've had to learn as much as I hate getting up early. I have had to learn to I just have to bite the bullet, get up, do some of my real estate stuff in the morning, um, you know, as much as I can do my posts and, you know, different things. If I have, I'm writing an offer or following up with an agent for a client or whatever, um, you know, I do that in the morning. As far as lead generation, I try to do that in the evening because most of my most of my clients, so most people are working nine to five, so you they don't really appreciate your calling during <laughs> during their workday. So I do that. Um, as far as showing houses, because it's you know winter time, um, a lot of my clients don't we don't really look at houses you know past dark. Um, a lot of sellers, especially if they're still living in the home, they don't really want you to kind of interrupt their dinner time, their evening time, wind down time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Saturdays and Sundays, you know, it's, you, should, you know, fair game as far as um, going out to show a house. Um, usually I don't show, my daughter has dance at, you know, 11 o'clock every Saturday, like clockwork. So I usually drop her off and, you know, go show some houses. And if I see I'm not, um, going to be back in time to pick her up, you know, reach out to my husband, you know, we try kind of try to tag team so that, um, you know, he'll be able to scoop her up. And, you know, I have some girlfriends in the area who, if I can't get back, you know, they'll be able to pick her up. So it's, you know, it's definitely good to have that support system in place. Um, you know, it, it's just necessary to have that support system in place so that, you know, if you can't make it to pick up somebody from a soccer practice or um dance practice or baseball practice because we have three kids we are we're already outnumbered and you throw in you know another career you know we just have to have that support system um to kind of help us out and you know um in addition to that i had i 
did a vacation re recently and I had to come to the conclusion that I have to outsource certain things in my life to make things work better. And that includes um, cleaning service. Mm -hmm. um, I had stopped my cleaning service for a minute because with COVID, um, you know, you didn't want people in your house. And then right. my whole thing was, I'm like, why am I having a cleaning service come? And these three kids are in here and they're going to have it dirty in 20 minutes after they leave. Right. So, but, you know, it's just necessary to have that deep cleaning. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick that back up. And uh, thank God my mother is here to help with digital learning and she right. cooks. So she's our chef slash <laughs> classroom facilitator right yes yes she's a retired educator and just oh i don't know what we would do without her mm -hmm. um so you know just figuring out those things that i can outsource to other people to other services and mm -hmm. i don't have to do recognize i don't have to do everything and because i can't do everything and you know still being an effective wife and mother it's just not going to happen, you know, and our, our family time is our family time. So, you know, if we say we're going to do, we, my kids like watching movies. So usually if I'm done showing houses, they want to watch a movie. We're watching movies, popping popcorn, and I'm sitting there watching Scooby-Doo for the 50th time or whatever it is, because that's the that time. So you just have to figure out balances and um, compromises. And, you know, my kids aren't, they didn't, at least they haven't expressed to me that they're, you know, upset about me not being wherever, you know, on a Saturday because right. I had to show houses. I'm like, you like mm -hmm. eating? You like electricity? Right. Yeah. You, <laughs> you like, like these clothes? extra, these creature comforts? <laughs> so mommy has to go do that. I'm like, exactly. and my kids, my kids like going on vacations. Mm -hmm. So, so they've already, so once you explain how these things happen, they're cool with mommy going to show up. Mm -hmm. Next thing they want to know is when are we going to the cabin? When are we going to the beach? Mm -hmm. And before That's COVID, right. you know, I was trying to get everybody their passports. Of course, my husband and I have ours, but, mm -hmm. you know, working on getting everybody their passports so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor right. um, for them. Right. That's right. Exactly. So now tell me about um, the what you did in terms of the marketing, because you said you had surgery this summer mm -hmm. and that gave you time to think and to really get your strategy in place. So that is for, for you to be new to the business or fairly new mm -hmm. into the business to be recuperating mm -hmm. and during a pandemic you've closed five deals yeah and you have a full-time job mm -hmm. and three children yeah, and your mama and, and your husband and my husband <laughs> so tell me about that because that alone first of all in a pandemic it's a blessing it is but what what did you, what was your aha? Like, this is what I need to be doing for my marketing strategy. I mean, how did it, how did you come up with it? What changed? What was the game changer? 
So I started looking at a lot of YouTube videos of realtors and just, you know, lead generation. And um, before then, I, you know, before and, and before COVID, I would try to go to like these different, um, um, not garage sales, but you know how people have like little community type of things and you go be a vendor and stuff. Um, then I did web uh, wedding expos as well. And what I found was that even though you were there, there weren't a lot of people necessarily looking to purchase a house at that time. So my aha moment came when I was like, I need to figure out how to reach people who are actively thinking about and looking to purchase a home soon. So like I said, I did um, a lot of YouTube videos um, and then I just started doing Facebook campaigns and I target people who are not just, you know, oh, you know, everybody likes looking at a pretty house, but, you know, I start asking questions. So the more you get people to engage in those questions and answering questions, and then if they give you their email address and their phone numbers, that to me shows me you're serious. You're not because that means you, you're okay with me calling you to ask you about this because, you know, you've taken the time out to share your information. with me. Hopefully you're not just sharing your information just because, you know, most people don't share their right. contact information because right. they, you know, <laughs> spammed and whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, once I got that going and I just, you know, I started calling these people on a regular basis. And from there, I had a good list of people who were, um, you know, thinking about purchasing, uh, ready to purchase, just needed some um, help as far as uh, l- lenders. I you know, work with a few lenders who have down payment assistance programs, first time buyers programs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So as I talk to these people and I try to meet them where they are, because everybody doesn't have, you know, their 5% down payment just in, in, in the you know, in their accounts or, you know, whatever. Some people just, you just have, they need to understand the process. And that's the other thing I tried to fine tune my, my consultation. And when I do my consultation, especially if you're a buyer is I walk through the whole process and we're, I'm asking questions, you're asking questions and we are really deep diving into each process, each step of the home buying process. It's not just, oh, you know, we're going to go look for houses and then we're going to close. No, we are on, we're going to be on this Zoom and, you know, and even after the Zoom, because you're going to forget, you're going to forget everything until you're in the moment. And, you know, as we're in the moment of the home inspection, now, you know, I'm going to remind you that, you know, this person is this, 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 and they're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to do this, this, and this after you get a report. You know, it's just those things that, um, you know, I try to make sure that my clients are very knowledgeable about the process. Mm-hmm. So that was my aha moment, trying to find that client who was ready and serious and not just, you know, looking at house. Because I, I was that person for years. I would, oh, mm-hmm. I would drive through a new community. Oh, that's pretty. And I'd just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, had no, I had no plan to buy a house when they had just bought a townhouse. Just out looking. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. COVID, yeah, that's what I used yeah. to. That was be my weekend entertainment. Exactly. That's what you Both did. Houses. I know the housing subdivision across the street. I know I've been in about 30 of those <laughs> houses. I'm like, they moving. I feel like I moved. I'm like, oh, they bought a house. Yep. Yeah, see? 
but just looking, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of people, hey, people are just looking and they're looking for ideas or you know, if they already have a house, they may be thinking about renovating and I get it. But yeah, just trying to find those people who are serious and ready to go then, right then. How do you, is that a secret? Is that secret sauce or can you share how do you find what is the formula for knowing when somebody's serious? Did they just say, hey, conversation? Okay. Yep. Follow, follow up is the okay. secret sauce. We have to follow up with these people, whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, whether, it, you know, it's a phone conversation or you know, email or text, you know, be able to touch those people just to see where they are. And again, even with those people, some of them aren't there yet. They're, you know, some of them are just still just kind of looking, browsing. You know, how many times have you gone in a store, really don't feel like being bothered with the salesperson. So you just tell them, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just browsing, even though in your mind, you have an idea what you want to sell. Mm-hmm. So it's just those follow up and, you know, talking to them, and asking those questions. And you can tell, you know, fairly, you know, quickly, right. you know, if they're serious. And then I've had some, it was just some guys. And then once I, they found out I was happily married, they weren't so serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't interested in purchasing anymore. So, yeah. I'm sure that that is out out there too. Uh, what do you think uh, about in terms of of finding that serious client and and getting them to that point? But people see real estate; they think it's just this glamorous thing where you get dressed up and you go in these fabulous neighborhoods and these wonderful houses, and it's just you know, and then boom, soul, you know, all they see is the soul <laughs> sign. So it looks very glamorous. It does. HGTV makes it look great. It really does. But what's the real deal? It's not. No. <laughs> any given, <laughs> at any given point, first of all, I'm not dressed up <laughs> to go show houses. Okay. Especially what I've learned is if there is a dad, husband, boyfriend involved don't show don't dress up just because of the fact that they're going to want to see every basement every crawl space they want to see the attic so you know you you don't want to mess up your good shoes gotcha. um showing daddy everything okay. so you know i have my boots or my tennis shoes you know i don't look like a homeless person but you know some jeans a nice t-shirt my real estate t-shirt on is yeah first of all that's that's one thing and second it there are are a lot of steps between um going to look at a house and closing and in this market because it's a seller's market right now Mm -hmm. um just putting an offer can be an exhausting task um because you know you're putting in an offer and there might be 10 other offers being put in as well being submitted and um, you know, you're working with your client to put in their highest and best and getting your client to understand, you know, you can't really lowball because you may not have the opportunity to, to come back with a higher offer. So you need to put your highest and best in today, mm-hmm. right now, you know, don't listen to your uncle that said back when, you know, 10 years ago, he offered 5,000 less. That's not how mm-hmm. it's working right now. In these right. 2021, 2020 streets, it's not how this working. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, and then, you know, you have the whole, if, if you're blessed to get your offer accepted, then you have to go through the whole inspection process. And, you know, as a seller's market, a lot of sellers aren't being as um, accommodating with the repairs as they used to be. Um, so, you know, just there's just so many steps along the way. And then you have to work with the lender. And, it, and if it's not one of your lenders that you have a relationship with, of course, you need to, you know, develop a relationship with that lender because you want to be working close together as mm -hmm. well as you developing a relationship with that, that seller's agent because you're going to be working close together until that mm -hmm. house is sold and you get to closing. It's a, there's just so many steps in between, you know, making sure your client um, submits all of their paperwork to the lender in a timely fashion mm -hmm. um, so that you can get the, the loan approved, um, mm -hmm. those things. So you, it's a lot of hand-holding that they don't show on TV. Right. Um, you know, like I say, you know, I get up early and I'm in my office early and I'm text, I'm doing my text to my clients, my current clients who are under contract. Hey, did you do this? Did you submit that? Did, don't forget to do this today. Don't forget to, you know, reach out to an inspector to hire your inspector, uh, whatever. Right. Exactly. Because we all start off with the best intentions. Right. When we get emails and text messages and then because I get them, you know, mm -hmm. did you review this document? And then the next day, I forget. So, you know, so I had meant to. <laughs> yeah. So you got to keep on. So that is a lot of handholding, a lot of work. So you're working not for free, but basically until the deal is closed, you're working for free. Basically. Yeah. So people don't understand. Sometimes people don't get that. Like there's no stipend, there's no yep. money coming in. You can and have a contract. Yeah, and if that if that transaction falls through before closing, mm -hmm. you don't get paid all that time all and that money. Time. Yeah, and yeah. I learned that really early on as well, <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> Do not count your coins until you have your check in your hand. Okay. Okay. Yes. What are some ways that it can actually fall through? Because I'm assuming. A lot of people, if they're serious, they've already been pre-approved, most of them. Mm -hmm. What can happen along the way that can cause a deal not to work out? Um, some things can happen. Uh, one, if the, the buyer doesn't have um, the funds to close for whatever reason. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a buyer who was expecting a gift um, mm -hmm. that didn't work that didn't fall through, that fell through and they could not close. They didn't have the funds to close. Um, I've heard stories where um, they got to closing and find out that the buyer quit their job yesterday. What buyers, what people don't understand is the lender is going to check, verify your income several times. And one of those times will be right before, either the day before closing or the day of closing as well as the credit report. I've heard stories where the buyer went out and opened up a rooms to go or whatever furniture store and <laughs> had a great time <laughs> furnishing the house that they had not purchased just yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and their credit tank. Oh no. And I've heard stories where the buyer went and bought a new car Oh my goodness. Yeah. Things that you are told not to do. I was told 
Don't do anything. That is part no of my major part of my buyer's consultation. I have mm -hmm. a list that says do not do not open new credit. Do not mm -hmm. close any credit. Do mm -hmm. not buy anything involving your credit. Do right. not do not um, quit your job. And if you right. have a second job and that's part of your, you know, your verification of income, do not quit that one right. either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it, it kind of goes back to, and I have my, I have my client signed that saying that we went over that right. because you know what you're not going to do is say, Jay did not tell me not to right. go open up a new credit card. Jay did right. tell you and you signed it because Jay told you to sign it on this date. Right. Exactly. And what is the what is the average time frame from start from when you show a home or when you have consultation to closing? How long of a time span on average are you talking about? That that varies as well. Um, mm -hmm. It can be from um, in this market because it's you know it's a seller's market and it's not just okay we're gonna go look at houses this weekend and we're gonna find a house and we're gonna be on the contract by monday that's not where we are um i've had clients we have been looking since september and we're still looking oh my i i have had a clients who we actually did go out one saturday and they did find a house it was a new construction and they're closing um, here shortly. So um, that may have been a little bit over 40, definitely over 30 days. Um, and then with the, um, the way the, a lot of people are still purchasing. So lenders are kind of behind. Um, so it's been taking, you know, about 45 days for approval for loans and final approval and everything. So um, it, it definitely varies. And, you know, the price point makes a difference. You know, if a lot of people are in that price point um, of the price range of home you can afford, mm -hmm. you know, you have a lot of people making offers and you just <laughs> have to look out or, you know, like I say, you know, I have one or two clients we've been looking for for a couple of months and, you know. Yeah, so it does. It takes, it takes time and patience. And it mm -hmm. helps to have several going at the same time, which is also a lot of time. Yes. Because that's a lot of paperwork happening in the background. Mm -hmm. In addition. Now, what about safety? How, I know now that we're in, it's still in a pandemic, so you may not be out showing as much, but in terms of when you do go out showing, what what are your, what's your advice or what were you taught about being as safe as you possibly could be because some people you are meeting that you they're not everyone who's your client is someone you've known right so um well one I definitely make sure um I have a um face-to-face -face right now is zoom mm -hmm. um definitely see them and um you know thus far a lot of I won't say all of my clients have been um somebody I've known but you know, maybe doing a screenshot and then sharing that with my husband to let him know where I am. Um, there have been a couple of instances where I've had to show, you know, houses in the evenings because of a client's schedule. He will roll with me. Um, and um, there is always a weapon in my purse. Okay. Okay. So, Very good. 
okay. at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm going to get home to my three babies. Okay. Now, if that person decides they don't want to go home, it's fine. <laughs> but my goal is always to get home. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there is a weapon in my purse. Yeah, and that is uh, something that realtors do have to be concerned yes. about too. Is, Especially is- female realtors. And, you know, I'm I'm petite and some, you know, people may think they can take me. Again, <laughs> <laughs> my goal is always to get home to my family. Okay. <laughs> right. so, it won't be an easy fight. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you just have to be cautious anywhere. But you know, mm-hmm. you think about it, and you just have to use your instincts. I, right. um, I don't do rentals that often, mm-hmm. and but I had a client who was um, who wanted to do a rental, mm-hmm. and they were out of state, and I was showing a house, and I saw a truck in the driveway. You know, I announced myself as I was going in, and mm-hmm. I had her on my, um, you know. On, duo not similar mm-hmm. to facetime but duo is with android or wherever um mm-hmm. and I, something just told me you know what this may not look like a good idea and i never found out anybody was in the house because you know there were some back rooms and i told her i said honey you better you're gonna have to go on what we just saw i'm about to get out of here because <laughs> this i don't know <laughs> where this who this person this truck belonged to i went right. out and i said Mm-mm. and what yeah, we not yeah. do it is not about to be on the news, Miss. Right. I <laughs> right. And, you know, you just have to because you don't know, especially vacant homes. You don't know who's been in there before. You don't know if um, somebody left a window up for somebody you know to come back to later. You just always have to think about what if, and you know, especially if I have one of my kids with me. Um, you know, you just have to think about that. And like I say, you know. If it's somewhere and my husband can can roll with me, he's rolling. Period. Or even if he, you know, if he sees me starting to get get you know get my bag together and he sees it's about to get dark, he got he's automatically putting on his shoes. Not quite sure where we're going, but he's he's about to roll. He's there. That's smart. That that is that is smart, and it's necessary. It's unfortunate it that is. we live in a world where that is necessary, but things have changed. Yes, and people can't trust anybody no humans are gonna be human so exactly. you have to be prepared you have to prepared be prepared and, and it's well. scary yeah yeah it's exactly how do you it, and and this is probably one of my next last questions but in terms of support when you rolled your business out how have you how how is your support system did you get a lot of support and just have people coming out of the Woodwork, your your contacts and network. I mean, where did you see the most of your support coming from, and were you surprised? Um, I mean, the reality is, you know, we're I'm a realtor in Metro Atlanta, and there is a realtor. Everybody knows a realtor somewhere, so I had to really get tough skin when I, you know, when I would reach out to people and tell let them know I'm a realtor, and then next thing I see that they're selling their home or buying a home with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because they know me doesn't necessarily going to mean they're going to use me. You know, their aunt may be a realtor or their best friend or whoever, you know, their husband's best friend. So, you know, you have to know, understand that, you know, you may not come high up on their 
totem pole as far as realtors go. Um, because when I really think about it, before I became a realtor, I knew a good amount, like at least a handful of realtors. Um, and then, you know, it's just a matter of choosing which one to go with. So I had to learn not to take it personally, even though sometimes you can't help it. Um, and then sometimes, you know, working with total strangers seems, you know, you get to take that emotional part of, out of it. Um, and then you can truly look at that person as a client, not saying that, you know, anybody I'm related to or, you know, have a relationship with, um, I wouldn't look, you know, I would look at it differently, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very protective of my clients, period, you know, mm-hmm. so um, that them being blood or close to me, you know, always, you know, you have to kind of balance the fine line, you know, you don't want to be like, Girl, you know you you can't afford this money for this house, but <laughs> <laughs> but as a realtor, you know I have to go with what you say and what your lender says. So right. you know, <laughs> you know, so you know, and I I try to be really real with my clients anyway. So you mm-hmm. know, I tell them I said you know don't get caught up trying to keep keep up with the Joneses, right? You know, Jones right. house exactly. You over here in this nice house eating. Eating bread, and, uh, <laughs> right. so, and you know, I always tell them, and you know, it's you know, you just like I said, you just have to have tough skin, and right. you know, be real honest, and you know, I rather them tell me up front, um, you know, I'm going with this person because so and you know, I know I've known them forever, which is re- mm-hmm. you know, understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, gotcha. Well, so now, how can people get in touch? with you if they're serious now y'all ready to make a move you ready don't, to make don't a move. just go around you want no partner to go looking in houses no, <laughs> just my that, one thing i don't do you have to get be pre-approved i will show you one house i take you out for a showing if you mm-hmm. have not been pre-approved but what mm-hmm. we're not going to do <laughs> is we're not about to be in and out these people houses <laughs> without a pre-approval letter one is COVID. <laughs> And two, I don't want to waste your time. And I definitely don't want you to waste my time. There you go. So, yeah, we have to be pre-approved. Okay. Because, no. Right. Mm -hmm. Y'all heard that pre-approved letter. Pre-approved letter. And Mm -hmm. I have lenders that I work with Mm -hmm. that can help you with that. Now I do, I will say I do go out to look at new construction homes from time to time, especially as I have, you know, clients come up and and you know they're not re- quite ready to go out but i just want to know what's out there if you want to mm-hmm. tag along with me for one of those just because you like looking at houses bad but okay. any other time <laughs> <we need people. laughs> so people can reach can reach me at um on instagram j johnson sales houses j-a-e johnson sales houses and on facebook it is facebook.com Jay Johnson group and um, reach me at either one of those. Um, if you're not on social media, you can email me. I think everybody has an email, mm-hmm. maybe with the exception of my mother. And that is J-A-E at J-A-E Johnson group.com. Okay. Um, so those are the ways to, you know, reach me. And I mean, it's, it's just a great time to purchase if you're, 
um, in the market or thinking about it. And, you know, people are um, refinancing right now. And if, you know, you've been in, in your house for a couple of years, you could actually possibly, because the interest rates are so low, you could possibly sell your house you're currently in, um, get that money, put it down on a, a bigger house mm-hmm. and possibly be paying the same amount uh, monthly that you, you know, you're currently paying just right. because of the interest rates. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's definitely worth, you know, looking into. Um, and, you know, just, just this, yeah, like I said, this definitely worth looking into. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like I said, a lot of people are refinancing right now and thinking about, um, you know, just how they can take advantage of these interest rates right now. So. Exactly. Yep. Wonderful. Well, then I, you all have heard it here. Um, first of all, uh, a rare rarity um, in itself to have someone who is really made a longevity and a long career in the STEM industry, STEAM, STEM. Uh, but not only that, but to to maneuver that into a mompreneur business where it's really a family business and a multiple stream of income uh, is so important and valuable. So you guys have to get after Jay Johnson. You heard how to reach her. We'll have that information in the show notes so that you, if you're serious and, and, and now is the time to really be looking because the interest rates are really in, in your favor at this point. So now's the time to make a move i mean you just heard jay tell us that she not only uh is in the business but has closed on five homes in a pandemic so uh it's yours for the take and reach out to her y'all get after her uh show her some love support her business this is a black owned business uh by a mompreneur but also my dear long not just a long time friend but my god sister I'm so very proud of you and so and, and honored to have you on the show and just watching you grow your business has just been a blessing. I just can't wait to see where it goes or, or when your children take it over and they run um, right. and, and see how, how to run a business, too. So thank you so much for riding with us and joining us in the yeah. living room. My sis and my soror. Let's go and put that out there. Um we just got a whole bunch of family ties going on my god sister but also my sarah delta sigma theta um so y'all come on delta saras come on uh this is uh someone who you want to support absolutely support and if you're not looking for a home or you're not interested in a home then you may know someone who is so shoot a recommendation over and 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 let's support and get out there and as always Thank you for joining us in the living room. Thank you for riding with us. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening, go over and watch on YouTube and check us out. Be sure to get in the show notes and and reach out to Jay. I'm sure she'll be happy to give you some advice and a free consultation. So make sure you do that as well. And as always, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Make 2021 your year of new this is your time you if you're here you're able to hear and you're able to see and you're still on the right side of the dirt do something with that time that you've been given because it is a gift get after it and i will see you when i see you